Well, well, here we are. My name is Julian, and this is the Sales Fix Podcast. Hoo-ha! It is out of sheer morbid curiosity I'm allowing this freak show to continue. It's you, the salespeople across the world that make the world a better place. You've brought down prices, you've increased quality, you've caused the guarantee, the warranty, the return policy, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wait, that's your pitch? You consider that a sales call? No, I'm just getting warmed up. Welcome to the Sales Fix Podcast, where we always tell the hard truth, cut to the chase, and put the wind in your sales. I'm Steve Corda. Here's your host, Julian Recasi. Sales professionals, welcome back to another episode of the Sales Fix Podcast. We are going to do a quick fix podcast today. That's uh, one of the episodes where in 20 minutes or less, we talk about a concept uh, that's essential to your sales success. So here we go. And today, I want to address all the bashing that I've been uh, getting thrown my way about cold calls. You know, salespeople are often judged, rather harshly so, by our experience around cold calls or by other people's experience around cold calls, right? And the question that gets asked is, why even make cold calls? Isn't there a better way? Like, you know, shouldn't you work warmly? Shouldn't you do all this other networking and marketing and advertising to have inbound leads and all that stuff should come in and it should help you out? And you should not have to do any cold calling. And I see companies spend thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars putting together advertising campaigns or lead generation campaigns to try to get inbound leads to represent a significant portion of their business. And then they end up struggling with a bunch of issues. So today is about defending the cold call. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to defend the cold call because I am a fan of the cold call. Now, almost every salesperson hates cold calling. And with good reason, right? Because they can be hard. They involve a lot of rejection. They'll never yield the closing percentage that a, say, referral call will or an introduction, right? A warm introduction. Um, and cold calling also, you know, usually involves some instances of some pretty harsh rejection that gets thrown at us by some rude prospects. And I, I But I still believe, despite all those things, that it's an essential to always have your sales force and yourself, by the way, if you're a sales leader to this, you should be able to make cold calls for your product or service just as well, if not better, than your sales reps can. But I, I always believe it's essential to doing some volume of cold calls on a regular basis, even if that cold calling is restricted to like a specific target list or something like that. And there's there's two reasons I believe that, right? And reason number one is that cold calls tend to give us a very unedited feedback that's necessary to make the approach and our product info and our quote-unquote elevator pitch more refined and more effective. It lets you know very quickly if your value proposition has merit, if it echoes with people, and if it's reduced to the essential enough elements to be easily understood. Is it simple enough and does it resonate with people? And that in itself is worth its weight in gold. It's certainly worth the time that you might spend making some calls. It's like thousands of dollars of market research in terms of the information that it actually gets back to you as a salesperson on what to say and how to say it to get your prospects attention and to get them to understand clearly what your product is about, right? And the information to be valid, it has to be collected and analyzed. So it's great that you're making cold calls, but it's not enough, right? Because you can use, you know, there's all kinds of debriefing sessions that you can do with your reps or you can have, you know, software that tracks some of those things. 
Um, Refract.ai, one of the sponsors of the show, is a software that does that and does that very effectively, for example. But um, you can even do it by participating directly in your cold calls if you're a sales manager, right? Uh, but in, in hundreds of studies done by a variety of different organizations around sales, prospects usually get they will usually reject an initial pitch for one of three reasons, right? It's too complex. They didn't get it. Number two, it's too long-winded. They didn't have the patience to sit through the thing long enough to get it. Or number three, it's not relevant. It didn't solve any of the problems that they have. So a minimum amount of cold calling is going to help you fix all that because it gives you the feedback to be edit your message so that it's simple. It's not too complex. It's short. It gets to the point. It's not too long-winded. And sometimes you can get all three of those right but you've maybe misdiagnosed the market or you're attempting to fix a problem that's not at the forefront of the minds of your targets or the problem might be there, but it's not a big priority or big enough priority. And hence, you need to edit your cold call pitch to match an existing pain in the marketplace. So again, the feedback that you get from these cold calls is, is inherently super valuable and it's a mistake not to leverage it out. The second reason why I think cold calls are really essential is that from a management perspective, uh, cold call helps you identify the salespeople on your team that are going to be successful. It, it, it's often believed that salespeople you want are the ones that can close the big hard deals, right? The, the ones that are the, the kings of the negotiating table, the king of the boardroom negotiations, right? The coffee is for closers. Ugh, I hate that saying. I mean, I love that movie and I love that scene, but because it's so bad and wrong, that's the reason I love it, right? But it's more often with the salespeople that have the comfort level and the confidence to approach and develop a friendly but honest relationship with prospects that are going to have more successful in the long run. So the best closures in the world can't close if they can't get prospects into the boardroom, into the here, the demo or the pitch or the presentation, right? Anyone might be able to good to look good in a meeting demonstrating or going through the product. However, if someone can't handle the rejection that's tied with cold calling, then you have to wonder if there's going to be a good asset through in a tough price negotiation or in a negotiation with difficult people or, you know, under challenging circumstances, right? So yes, I fully admit, I fully concur that cold calls are unpleasant. That's a nice little tongue twister. I fully concur that cold calls can be conniving and contentious. A lot of alliteration for, for one podcast. I, I get it. And I, I, I'm not saying that they're not, right? But you and or your sales team, if you're a sales leader, will rarely wake up in the morning and tell yourself, boy, I can't wait to cold call today. That goes without saying. But unpleasant doesn't mean not effective and not worthwhile, right? Like the other example of this for me is brushing my teeth. Um, I hate brushing my teeth. And the main reason I hate brushing my teeth is that I hate the taste of toothpaste, Ever since I've been eight years old, I've hated the taste of toothpaste. I've tried all kinds of different toothpaste. I can't find one that doesn't taste just horrific to me, right? That sort of fake metallic minty taste is just, yuck, hate it. And yet I brush my teeth every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Why do I do that? Because I know it's good for me. And and the, the baseline of cold calling is you don't have to like it. You just have to do it. It's like brushing your teeth or showering. You just have to do it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to enjoy it. It's just something that needs to be done. So the cold call is inherently important to your success as a salesperson. It makes you sharp. It makes you good at creating conversations. It makes you good at observing and noting what's going on in prospects and being able to react to that in time to have an intelligent conversation. 
makes you really good at isolating the elements of your product or service that are the most attractive to prospects, that are most likely to cause that reaction. And by the way, one of the big services that salespeople serve society is by making cold calls and then taking the feedback that they get from those cold calls and make sure that works its way up to management and product and marketing and everybody else involved in the company saying, we're missing the boat here. Or there's an opportunity slightly 10 degrees to the you know one direction of what we're doing that's an even bigger opportunity or that's just a viable opportunity we're not in front of one. So the, 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 you know if you are a sales leader, if you are a non-sales leader like a CEO or, or you know a director of marketing, you should be debriefing your salespeople to understand what it is that they're running into when they're making cold calls. You should be looking at the sales materials that they're using to make sure that you understand that the value prop that's being communicated is accurate, but also that it's actually relevant to your target audience. Cold calling is essential for that. It's absolutely essential. It's like brushing your teeth or showering. It's really something you should be doing every single day. Now, if you're a leader, you may not be in a position necessarily where you've got the opportunity to do that every single day, and I get it. But you know what you can do? You can listen to cold calls, so at least you hear some of them being made. And you should be, as a leader, even a non-sales leader, I mean, in my opinion, the CEO of a company should be able to go on a call with a sales rep and be able to have a compelling elevator pitch. Because if they can't, who can in the company? If the person that came up, invented the product, founded the company, whatever, can't make a compelling statement as to explain what the value prop is inside, then how do you expect your salespeople to? How do you expect your prospective clients to be able to recognize that and react to it? So that's the quick fix for the day. I hope it's useful. Don't bash on the cold call. I get it. It's not pleasant, but it's very, very, very effective. Now, speaking of other things that are effective, I don't know if you experience having your absolute favorite pair of jeans. Um, and I do. I experience that every time I put them on. I have my favorite pair of jeans, and my favorite pair of jeans are my origin jeans made by a company out of Maine, the state of Maine. Uh, it's called Origin Maine. You can find them originmaine.com or originusa.com. And uh, I live in a hot weather climate. And you know all the spots where jeans get kind of tucked and right up and crinch in spots that are not very pleasant when it's super hot? Uh, yeah, that happens a lot living in Florida. But it does not happen with this pair of jeans. They are cut in a way that really fits and fits comfortably. And uh, the pockets, you can get your hands in, get your wallet and your keys out and those kinds of things without having to kind of wedge your hand in there. They're also extremely durable. They got just enough stretch in them. I'm a big fan of them. I'm also a big fan of a bunch of their other products. And if you want to support them, it's awesome. Just check them out online at originusa.com. Everything they do is made in the USA. The cotton is grown in the USA. The cloth that it's woven to is woven at their factory right there in Farmington, Maine. They make great rash guards. They make awesome shorts. They make great hoodies. They make a lot of really comfortable wear-worn clothes. I will tell you, you could definitely find cheaper, but there's a reason why it's cheaper. You get what you pay for, and I like quality in certain things, and blue jeans and clothing is one of the areas where I like quality. I don't care about the label. I don't care about how established or well-known it is. I care about whether I'm wearing a good quality item of clothes. There's some, some aspects of life where it's worth spending a little extra to get a little extra quality. Okay, so you've got your mission. You're going to go out there. You're going to make some cold calls. Now the trick is you also want to make good cold calls, right? You don't want your cold calls to be bad. This is an example of a bad cold call. Hello. Yeah, yeah, hello. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Yeah, it, who is this? It's me. It's me who? Me who? Me, me. Me, me, me who? Me, me, you know me, me. 
Okay, if that's what your cold call sounds like, what that tells me is you're one of the two types of salespeople, and there are two types of salespeople, trained and untrained, and you want to be properly trained on a cold call. And if you're an individual sales rep and your company is not investing in your sales success by investing in some sales training to give you some good cold call technology so that you're leveraging what we know about human behavioral science to be able to get past defense mechanisms and have quality conversations with your prospects, that I actually feel for you. And I feel for you in the way that I show that is I've created a, a program called the Sales Fix Guild that will be starting a new class soon. And in the Sales Fix Guild for a very affordable amount, essentially the same cost as a dinner out uh, per month, we'll be able to, over a few months, help you craft and build out a fantastic elevator pitch, a fantastic 30-second commercial that will work and help you convert into appointments and into sales so that you're confident and in control when you're making cold calls. And so that when you reach out to potential customers, you're qualifying very quickly and finding the right ones that are able to work. If you're interested in information on that, reach out to us through the website or through info at salesfix.com. That's info at salesfix.com with two X's. And we'll get you enrolled in that program and get you a boost so that even though your employer is not investing in you, we are and we know you can help make you sales successful. That's what I live for. That's my passion. That's my mission and my motivation. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Sales Fix Podcast. For more sales tactics and tips, visit the blog section at salesfix.com. That's Sales Fix with two X's.